It's a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. I always get really excited about the new year. It just is a time to refresh and reset. And even though it's really just a day change, I just love the symbology of it. So this year, I am going to, of course, talk about wildlife and conservation, but I'm going to continue on the trends that I started at the end of last year, talking about taking care of ourselves as scientists and how this impacts our research, how it impacts conservation. I talked about that in the imposter syndrome episode, and I always think of with a new year, like ways that I can be better. And we tend to think about this in terms of our output. So writing more publications or in the case of my business, growing my followers and subscribers, things like that. But before we get into that, and I am going to have some episodes on tips for productivity and for accomplishing your goals. But I want us to really focus on ourselves first. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, then the things that we do will suffer. Our work, our output, it may not seem like it, but it does. And in the science world, now this episode applies to really anyone because it's all about self-care. But in the science world, in academia, what I've learned is that self-care is non-existent. And in fact, doing things to that are bad for you, it's, it's like we live in this like sadomasochistic world where we torture ourselves and the more you suffer and the more you work, the, the more dedicated you are seen as. So I want to do this episode to help those of you out there who are struggling with overwhelm, who are struggling with combating this system and give you some tips for self-care. I've even had people, they don't even know what self-care is and how to do it. So we'll go over that in this podcast. Now, Something that is great for self-care that is coming out tomorrow is the Mindful Conservation Conference. I am so excited about this conference. I'm definitely going to it. It is all about taking care of ourselves as scientists and using the practice of mindfulness to do that. I found out about mindfulness when I was in graduate school and it's really about being in the present moment and it has helped me so much. So this is a really great opportunity for you to bond with other scientists and learn about self-care and how we can use the practice of mindfulness to heal ourselves and to do better conservation work. So I'm so excited for that conference. So if you just go to Actually, just Google Mindful Conservation Conference. That will be easier to do, and you can go ahead and join. It is not expensive at all. I think it's $30, but you can do these add-ons. It's a really great event. The other event will be on Saturday, and that is EmpowerCon. And sorry, fellas, but this is an event for women or those who identify as women 
And this conference is all about getting together with like-minded people and learning how to empower yourself. So learning about things like imposter syndrome and how to overcome it. Learning more about taking care of yourself and goal setting and all of these fun things. I love doing stuff like that. So I'm super excited about that. My, my coach, I actually hired a coach and she's a friend of mine. Carla Doctor is organizing it. She's fantastic. She has people from all over the world speaking. It's a one-day event. And if you just go to my social media, you can get my get the link for it and um, sign up to go to that. And I think it's maybe $70, maybe a little bit more, but it's going to be a great event that is going to rejuvenate you, reinvigorate you, and re-excite you for 2021. So I really hope to see you there. If you go, please let me know. I'd love to hear back from you. Okay, with that being said, let's run the intro music and then we'll get started into talking about self-care for scientists. Hi, I'm Dr. Stephanie Shuttler, a wildlife biologist who's learned throughout her career studying animals that science alone cannot save species. We need you. In the Fancy Scientist podcast, you'll learn about fun animals, conservation tips, and science advice all while breaking stereotypes about what a scientist looks like. Let's get started. So what is self-care? I actually had someone ask me that, and I was really surprised that they didn't know. Not because my family was really good at self-care. Actually, they were they're really bad at it. My parents were really bad at it. They still, well, my dad still is. My mom um, passed away. But... I didn't learn it from my family. I learned it through therapy, honestly. And it is extremely important. A lot of people, they don't, I found out a lot of people don't know what self-care is or they don't give themselves permission to have self-care. So I'll go over a bunch of different things that you can do for self-care. But really, I look at self-care as something that benefits just you. It's caring for yourself. So it can benefit your yourself mentally, emotionally, physically. Some self-care tips may be really pleasurable and enjoyable, like bubble baths or massages. That's what a lot of people think of when they think of self-care and others might be harder for you to do at first, but they're really important. And a lot of the scientific community, a lot of the academic community, heck, even in American culture, in other countries, definitely they are not like this. But Americans, we tend to really value work and overworking and working long hours and and like making these sacrifices. And there's actually a lot of research to show that when the longer you work doesn't necessarily mean that you're more productive and in fact it can backfire so yeah maybe you can go for months at a time of working really hard working really long days or even years but all of that will catch up with you if you don't invest in self-care and that's exactly what happened to me in graduate school i really limited my self-care i did have some things that i always did but i 
just felt bad about it. I felt guilty a lot of times when I had any form of self-care. So I really limited limited it. And I have to tell you, it really caught up with me and affected my health. So I definitely had increased fatigue. One way that it really, really affected my health was that I slipped my discs. And This happened because I was hunched over my laptop. I didn't have my desk set up agronomically. That's not something that people really tell you about. Even kids in school, they're they're sitting hunched over at their desk. And I had this pain in my back and I saw a doctor and I asked if I could see a chiropractor because I thought that would be the solution. I saw multiple chiropractors and it turned out that It was caused by a slipped disc eventually, well, eventually slipped, but the pain initially was it was the disc bulging and then it eventually slipped. So this is something that I still suffer with and I still have to do self-care with my body to to remove I still get discomfort and pain my my pelvis is actually tilted maybe this is a little too much information <laughs> but I'm still working to this day to to do things that correct this so what I'm trying to say is if you don't take care of yourself now in these ways I don't want to spoil the ways yet then it will catch up with you later on so self-care is not selfish because you can't be the best scientist you can't give to the world and that's really what we're doing with science if you are working from exhaustion at a low level if you're not investing in yourself and like i said there's research to show this and it's so funny because scientists like they always go on research but they kind of ignore this stuff where it shows that like productivity goes down the longer you work or also you make more mistakes i know that is so true of me especially when i did lab work i tended to make a lot more mistakes the longer i worked and there was actually, when I started graduate school, there was this professor who who perpetuated that myth that you have to be working all the time. And he would actually go around the labs at night and see who would be working, which is just so silly for so many reasons, especially in our ecology and, and evolution behavior department, because a lot of our work took place in the field. So we're not there in the lab. Or you could be working at home. It's just it's just silly. And and of course you shouldn't be working all of the time. So let's get into the self-care tips. The first tip is this one is the one that might not be so much fun for people, but once you get used to it, you will like it. And this is really to exercise to take care of your body. This is actually something that I was pretty good at in graduate school and I'm really good at doing now, but exercise is a deal breaker for me. I have to exercise. I take one day off a week and I use that day usually to to stretch. I stretch throughout the week too, but it is just so important for for us to get out and and take care of our bodies we only have one body and this helps with just 
so many different things. It helps with your mental health majorly. When you um, are doing exercise, when you finish exercise, you get endorphins. It makes you feel good. Exercise, I always combine exercise with music and listening to really fun, upbeat music always makes me feel good. I tend to do exercise in the morning and this is just a really great way to start my day. I actually hired a personal trainer last year. It was by accident, something that I would never do, but in all honesty, it was the best thing I have done for myself in a long time. And I did it by accident because I joined a gym and I thought that you kind of got like this free personal (laughs) trainer with you because when I last joined a gym, I was in Buffalo and at our gym, you had like this personal training coaching session as part of the gym. And then like six weeks, they would check in with you, but they would give you this routine that you're supposed to do for six weeks. So that's what I thought it was. So when I met with a personal trainer, I just felt amazing the very first time he worked with me because like I said, I slipped my discs and I had all this body discomfort and he was able to help me correctly exercise and identify areas that I needed to work on and how to strengthen them. And we we did things like, you know, rolling out our muscles and it just helped immediately after the first session and I could feel a difference. So I was going to physical therapy for my back and my sessions with my personal trainer have actually become so effective that I no longer have to see a physical therapist. So I highly recommend exercising every single day, even if it's just five minutes. I know that sounds stupid, but really just take five minutes. And actually I got something for Christmas that is amazing. I love it. I'm so excited about it. I learned about it from Tony Robbins from Unleash the Power Within, and it's a mini trampoline And I just jump on it for a few minutes and it just makes me smile. It makes me so happy. It energizes me. And Tony Robbins is all about that. You change your state and then you can work from a great place. You can work from high energy, a high vibration, and your work is better. When you're happier, you just just have better work and, and you're more productive. So that's what I use right now, but you could do things like jumping jacks, you can do push-ups. There's tons of online videos, free stuff. Yoga is fantastic. I recommend yoga with Adrian. Also, let me look it up. It's like five points yoga or something. Hold on one second. It's five parks yoga. I sound like my dad getting the name wrong. (laughs) And... This one's a little bit more challenging. Yoga with Adrienne, she is for all levels. She is, I love her. She's amazing. I I love Five Parks Yoga too, but I said it's a little, it's a little bit more like vinyasa yoga. And go to the Mindful Conservation Conference. Ashley Scarlett is going to be leading yoga sessions there. She is great. She just got certified. So exercise is really important. Along with that, eat healthy. And at first, this isn't fun for a lot of people. I actually really love eating healthy. But I think part of the reason why I love it is because once you start eating different foods, your body adapts. And I believe that we grow 
different different organisms in our microbiome that then trigger us to crave those foods. So I really notice in myself that if I eat more vegetables, I crave more vegetables. Same thing with like sugary things. So so it is hard to transition at first, but once you transition, you will feel so much better. And now is a really great time to get healthy because Being healthy not only helps us mentally, obviously physically, but it's also going to help us during this pandemic too. So much emphasis has been placed on masks, which of course is warranted. Of course, wear your mask. But if you are healthier, your chances of um, not having to be hospitalized are are increased. So if you get COVID, it's much more likely that you can fight it off at home when you are healthier. There has been a lot of the COVID hospitalizations and deaths are from complications with other diseases and illnesses. So if it's if it's something that you can can help and get under control, I truly believe that food heals us. I really believe that food is like medicine, that what we put in our bodies just just really helps us fight against diseases. And, and on the other end, really bad food for us can help trigger certain diseases. Now, of course, I know it's not as complicated or simple as that. There's a lot more factors like genetics and other environmental factors. But I truly believe that food is incredibly important in healing. And I just think that eating healthy is just such a great act of self-care. And again, you feel better. I actually found out through the quarantine, and this is a great time again to eat healthy and exercise because we're probably going to be quarantined or at least limited in what we can do until about July when the majority of the people will hopefully be vaccinated. But I found out through quarantine in the first, or in the yeah, in the first lockdown that I so I did the autoimmune diet because I have Hashimoto's, which is a, a thyroid issue. It's when your thyroid hormones attack, when your body attacks your your thyroid. So it's an autoimmune disorder, and my thyroid tends to be slower, so I have to take medication for it. And I was having all these fatigue problems for years, and I didn't know what caused it. So I never wanted to do the the autoimmune diet because it is really restrictive. So the only things you can eat are are meat and seafood. And as you know, I don't love eating meat. I like eating more vegan. You can eat fruits and then certain types of vegetables. So you can't eat nightshade vegetables. So that's like tomatoes, eggplants, peppers, and you can drink tea. That's that's pretty much about it. You can't have chocolate. You can't have any grains. You can't have eggs, no beans, no coffee. I mean, any sort of like processed thing, uh, which I normally don't eat that much to begin with. So anyway, so I did this autoimmune diet and then you slowly introduce the stuff back in. So the stuff is not, it's not like to be on this diet forever. That's not the goal at all. It's to figure out what is, if there's anything causing your, your problems. So you slowly add things back in after 28 days and you have to add it in and then wait, wait a week to see how you react because your reaction could be delayed. So the first thing I added back in was coffee. I love, love, I love coffee. And I was so excited to add it back in. And guess what? 
coffee caused my fatigue. So it was sad at first, but honestly, in retrospect, it's, I mean, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I'm still bummed I can't drink coffee, but I'm so happy that I don't have those fatigue issues anymore. So um, what these are great acts of self-care that you can do is really try to eat better and and take care of yourself through through physical exercise. One way, so leading into our next tip, is that you can get physical exercise is to get out in nature. And nature is incredibly healing. It's a great act of self-care because it research has been shown that it improves mental health. It actually can reduce mental health or the the what am I looking for? The, the symptoms of mental health problems, so depression, ADHD, I know off the top of my head, R2, it really helps with those things. Sunshine for me is incredibly helpful. It just makes me feel better. A lot of people are vitamin D deficient. I do take a vitamin D supplement, but there's just this whole healing power of nature. And there's this one hidden brain episode. This is a podcast about social science, about human psychology, human behavior that talks about the impacts of nature on us. And it is just such a cool episode. But and it doesn't even have to be pristine nature, just like going outside, even if you're even if you're in New York City, just looking at the trees, staring up at the sky, looking at wildlife, even urban wildlife, like pigeons. But these really do have psychological benefits for us. And when you're out in nature, if you need something to do, bird watch. I I really enjoy bird watching and I actually remember I started doing these self-care tips on my email newsletter. I was doing a tip of the week and I think I might add some more tips to my newsletter, maybe a, maybe a tip of the week again. If you're not on it, you can head over to fancyscientist.com to get on it. I send one out every Sunday and I remember that there were birds up in a different or in a part of the tree that I actually normally don't see in my room. And I just was watching them and it was like all these different species mixed together. I got, I grabbed my binoculars and I mean, these are just common birds or not anything extravagant, but it just like was really, it sounds so dorky, but it was just like really fun to just like watch them. And when you look at birds up close, you just realize, like, I mean, they're so beautiful. Even the even the common ones can be really beautiful. So I highly recommend bird watching. It's a really great way to get yourself in the present moment, which is what mindfulness is all about. You're observing, you're slowing down, you're getting rid of all those worries and thoughts that are that are rummaging through your, through your brain. So grab some binoculars and get out and watch some birds. And if you need some tips, some more information on bird watching, you can listen to the podcast episode where I interviewed Lauren Farr. I think it's episode eight. I will put this in the show notes on birds. Okay, so my next tip is, I'm gonna call this tip to do something joyful. It originally started out as laughing, but I'm gonna expand it into doing stuff that brings you joy, like truly brings you joy. And as scientists, 
we tend to focus on the negative. Even just as people, we tend to focus on the negative. Like we're not doing good enough. We don't have enough. It's a scarcity mindset. So at least every single day, I do something that is really joyful. And this is so dorky, but it totally works. So I started waking up in the morning with a song. So I actually used to wake up like feeling dread. And I actually do still like default go back to this sometimes. And so I initially started making some small changes. Like don't check your email in the morning. Don't check social media in the morning because you're – you're letting others influence your thoughts. Same thing with the news. The news can be really depressing. I've noticed that like Twitter has become so depressing. And this is what I used to do. I used to wake up and just like look at my phone and try to like, you know, try to get going. <laughs> try to get my the gears in my brain operating. So what I do now is I put on really fun music. And right now the music I put on is actually like like dorky fun and I've actually had fun like looking for more songs so like cheesy musical songs like cheesy Disney songs like just super optimistic fun stuff so this all started with the song good morning from singing in the rain and obviously you know it's a perfect song for the morning because it's good morning and I just put it on my phone I listen to it and I will sing it to my animals I have cats and dogs and yes this is embarrassing and cheesy but it is so helpful it really gets me in a good mood and even my husband who is a total grump in the morning I had a jungle book song playing the other day when he was waking up and he was like so grouchy and then a couple of minutes later, he came down and he was like singing the song. So so that is one of my joyful things to do. But originally I had this self-care tip as laugh. And that is another good joyful thing you can do. So put on like a stand-up comic routine for real. It's it, it will make you laugh so much. I love Jim Gaffigan. I love John Mulaney too. They both have great Netflix specials. And I I don't know, for some reason, I just like never want to put it on. But when I do put it on, oh my gosh, I just laugh so much. And you just, you just feel so much better. It is such a fun and easy thing to do. And if you don't have time to just like sit and watch, if you're doing something else, like we're not driving as much these days, but maybe you are. Maybe you still have a commute. I walk my dogs every day. You can do this while you get out in nature too. You can listen to the the comedy specials as podcasts. A lot of times they, they have them on Spotify and I'm sure Apple Music as well. Okay, my next tip is, this might be one that's not as much fun for people and it's actually hard for me. I really resist it for some reason. And this is meditation. Well, I think so many of us resist it because it's just boring. <laughs> I mean, to really do meditation, you are, you know, sitting quietly and paying attention to your breath. You can do guided meditations, and I recommend those if you have a hard time just completely sitting still and meditating. So I actually usually do guided meditations. And again, there's a lot of research to show that this is really important for your mental health and well-being. But what I like even more than meditating, and I do this, I do this every single day now, 
is I do Tony Robbins priming. What priming is, is basically setting yourself to feel a certain way. So I talked about being in a, in a, in a peak state. That's what Tony Robbins um, calls it. And priming is really something that happens to us regardless of whether you do this activity or not, but it is usually not under our control. So if you look at the news first thing in the morning, you're priming yourself because the news is ultimately going to affect you in some way. Unless you're like completely robotic and able to block it out, it's it's really hard not to. So like reading about the pandemic, obviously, and how many people have lost jobs, or, you know, weather, natural disasters and, and weather, that stuff just makes you feel sad. And I'm not saying don't block out the news. I definitely think that we should all be informed. But first thing in the morning to set up your day, I think it's a, or it is a great idea to set yourself on the trajectory that you want to be in so you can work feeling happy and excited and hopeful about the world, especially for those of us who work in conservation, which is such a doom and gloom field. And Tony always says that we're being primed no matter what. So there was a study on on girls, on Asian girls, and they were taking tests. And the study looked at the effect of them being told that they were Asian and girls on their test scores. So Asian, because there's a stereotype that people of Asian ancestry are are better at math. So this was specifically a math test. And then there's also a stereotype that girls are not as good as, as a boys at math. And obviously this is not true. If you don't know, it's definitely not true. But there's this perception, this cultural perception so during this experiment, they, you know, they had all these groups and everything. And in one of the groups, they told the, they, they had the girls fill out a pre-questionnaire before they took the test. And the girls had to fill out what gender they were in one, in one group. And in another group, they had to fill out what race they were. And then the results were that those that were reminded of their gender did worse on the math test, they performed worse, while those who were reminded of their race scored higher than the groups where they didn't have any pre-response any pre with those questions in it. So you're being primed, even little things like that. So this is why I love priming so much because it, it I mean, it really, really does help you. It helps you so much. And in a nutshell, what it is, you are starting off with gratitude, choosing th three things you feel grateful for, and really feeling those things, like these moments in time. And then you do this visualization where light is healing you. And this sounds like crazy and, and woo-woo and whatever, but it works. It's like a meditation. And then you visualize three different things that you want out of your life. And this is so important for you to succeed in your goals because the more you visualize, the more your subconscious believes that it's true and the more likely it will happen. Like, you're, you're, like you won't reject it. So athletes do this a lot. They will imagine themselves like over and over again 
like getting the best their best time while while swimming or running whatever it is they do and and they'll, they'll visualize themselves doing it and this is this is really effective and there is actually a study on that your muscles change just from visualization they did this on athletes with swimming i believe where the team didn't they didn't perform any different athletically like they didn't do any thing um, any different exercises they just added visualizations and they were able to measure changes in their muscles so I just think that is awesome you maybe one two more let me see how many more I feel like doing and then you can check out the show notes for the rest of the tips in the links so the next one I think I'm gonna do is to really schedule your time and have time off. I was terrible at this in graduate school because like I said, there was that perception that you had to be working all the time and it just it just doesn't work. You're gonna burn out. I was actually really good at this as a postdoc. I, I really, as a postdoc, worked nine to five on my job and on the weekends and stuff I would do like job applications and stuff but really for the most part I work nine to five and I recommend that that you do that now even as a graduate student I mean I'm an entrepreneur now there is always stuff I can be doing it is it is exactly like being a scientist I mean I'm still a scientist I still have papers I need to publish so I could be working all the waking hours, but I schedule my day. I use the best self planner. I made a YouTube video on it. I love this planner so much. And it is a three month planner. And it's three months because three months is enough time to get a good goal done. Whereas a year seems really nebulous. It's really hard to plan out. It's too long. And basically I block out my whole entire day and I schedule something. Now I don't always follow it perfectly. I'm still learning how much time I need for things, but I start my day at the same time every day, even though I'm working from home and I have an order to when I do things and just having this structure is just really great. And then having that time off to do things and to do fun things that make you feel good. So those joyful things, maybe it's something like painting. I really need to get back into painting. I used to love painting and now I don't do it anymore. And spending time with friends, that's that's really important too. And if you listen to, I think I mentioned this in my other episode non-science friends are really, really important for getting you out of that work mindset. Okay, so I think I'll say two more things, yes. (laughs) So my second to last thing is to say no. We need to say no to things. And one thing that really helped me is if like I can't decide, should I say no or yes to this? If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I think this is really hard to do in graduate school, especially because you're like given all these cool opportunities, or I guess even when I was postdocing, like I had all these collaboration opportunities, and you can only do so much. So at some point, you have to know what's what is like really good collaboration that you you absolutely have to do, and what can you skip. 
What can you say no to? Or even if your boss is giving you stuff to do, like, can, I, can you say no to it? Like, I have this to do first. I can't do that right now. What can you say no to? Who can you say no to? Don't be scared to say no. Use that muscle and try doing it with small things first. See what you can get rid of. See what you can drop and move to some bigger things. The last one I'm going to talk about is the one that I am still learning. It's still a struggle for me. And that is to celebrate. And celebrating, I think, is hard for me because the way that I learned to celebrate was either through food. So like, you know, having a cake for your birthday or drinking when I got older. So, you know, like having a night out with friends and drinks and, and those things are fun, but they can also be unhealthy too. And I think it's important to celebrate more frequently and to celebrate the smaller wins. And I really noticed this in science when especially as I got older, like I remember my first paper was a big deal and our lab celebrated it and stuff. But then, especially as a postdoc, like once you get a paper out, you your your boss might just say, well, this paper is out in, in lab meeting or you might say it in lab meeting and like that's it. And writing a paper is a big accomplishment. It's a lot of work. No matter how low the impact factor of the journal is it's still something to celebrate so again I learned this from Tony Robbins just have like a dance party with yourself it sounds so dorky but like turn on your favorite song and like let loose or turn on your favorite songs and just dance and this is a great free way to celebrate it's fun it like just do it you can close the the doors the curtains so nobody can see you wait for you to you to be home alone and do it if you have pets do it with them it makes it it makes it easier i i dance with my my dog especially my puppy and he thinks i'm crazy and it just makes it so much easier and so much more fun but again this is like a so it's such a silly way to celebrate or such a silly thing to do but take that time to just really like thank yourself and be like good job you can also give yourself high fives which again sounds dorky but it works it's just you got to be your own support team and you got to you got to feel that accomplishment because if you don't then none of this stuff will feel good and you'll just be like what's the point of it you can also celebrate in other ways you can do you know nice dinners you can buy yourself clothes or something else but dancing um, is just a fun way that's really free to do and that you can do pretty much anytime so that is a great way to celebrate what can you celebrate today Next week, I am going to be talking about what I learned from the Mindful Conservation Conference and more specifically about how nature has the ability to heal us and the benefits that we receive from nature. I am also organizing some interviews with scientists and other folks, so there might be additional episodes 
throughout this year sprinkled in here. I might be doing more than one per week. So just so you know, when I say next time, I don't know, I might have a different episode in before that next time. If you don't know and you're an aspiring wildlife biologist, I do Facebook Lives every Wednesday at 12 p.m. in my Facebook group on or in my Facebook page at uh, Fancy Scientist, and um, I answer different questions there. And if you have any specific questions, just go ahead and ask me on. You can just send me an email on FancyScientist.com. Thanks, guys, and be kind to animals and be kind to each other. Happy 2020. 21.